what's your girlfriend going to say when she sees on Facebook that you brought a different girl to church with you? She's going to be upset with you? Okay. All the girls want to sit next to Brad, that's for sure. Jeremiah 28, 16. We'll start off with that one this afternoon. Notice, therefore thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will cast thee from off the face of the earth. This year thou shalt die, because thou hast taught rebellion against the Lord. So Hananiah the prophet died in the same year in the seventh month. Boy, that's a message from God. I want to talk about this for a little bit. There's different designations in the Word of God for time. These clocks represent time. Middle clock is Brother Gene Cole. He collects clocks, works on them, antiques. The other clocks are several clocks I have in my office. I got more up there. It always reminds me of time, time you have left, what time you're doing for the Lord, redeeming the time for the days are evil. And I, I got several clocks up there, and I just brought that down to remind us of time, time. You know, the Jewish, um, Jewish calendar is different than the, the clock or the calendar that the rest of the world's on. The Georgian calendar it has to do what we're used to, it has to do with solar. It has to do with um, the basis of the sun, days and months. We have 28 to 31 days in a calendar. But the Jewish calendar is in the phases of the moon. It's different. And there's only 28 to 31, no, 29 to 30 days in the Jewish calendar. And um, he mentions here in this book, we're going to read uh, about the time. He says uh, that... In verse 15, then saith the prophet Jeremiah unto Hananiah the prophet, Hear now, Hananiah, the Lord hath not sent thee, but thou makest this people to trust in a lie. He got out of line with God, and God told him just how much time he would have left. And he mentions the seventh month. If you follow the Jewish calendar, that is not like our calendar, that would be July, but it is Elul which is August to September. These Jewish calendar months are kind of, uh, they overlap one another. Like uh, Shavat is January, February, and Adar is February, March, and so forth through the calendar. So he tells him exactly what's going to take place. And it made me think the other day as I was reading it, again, the truth in the word of God that we don't know what a day may bring forth. We don't know what one given year will hold for us as individuals. So I want to bring this thought, and we're going to look at the different breakdowns in time. It won't take long, but to kind of remind us about life in general. And here's the title of my thought today. You cannot stop the clock. No matter what you want to do, you cannot stop time. I remember raising our children, and I would say to them at, I don't know, they must have been all of them under 10, and I'd say to them, now, I don't want you to grow any older. This is exactly where you're going to stay. And mom and dad are going to stay young. And we're going to, this is, this, and they'd all agree. But it didn't work. And some of you are all grown up now. And you have your own children. And I imagine you feel the same way. I want to keep you just where you're at. If you're 15, 13, 12. But you can't stop the clock, right? Let's pray. 
Father, thank you for time to just be together with your, your uh, church. And I love these people, and I pray, God, that you would give us a great year uh, in 2018. Now, Lord, speak to our heart about time today. We know that you hold it in your hand. Help us to be aware that time is short. Help us to redeem the time for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, there's just a few texts. Uh, someone has said this, time and eternity waits for no man. You ever heard that before? Sure you have. Time waits for no man. Time moves on. Nothing stays the same. Each passing year uh, leads to, of course, another year. As I mentioned this morning, before we know it, we'll be in the first quarter of the new year. Now, each year, we have meetings with our staff and departmental leaders, deacons, pastoral staff, secretaries, and we take a look at the year ahead, and we plan this and that, and each departmental leader meets with pastor about plans they have, needs they have, and we have our staff retreat this year, and we go over all those budget items and all that to have the business meeting and go. And that's how pretty much how each year goes. But then that budget and that that planning, that calendar goes by so very fast. And uh, that's just the nature of life. And tomorrow we start that brand new year. And I was not thinking long ago, wasn't it yesterday? And some of you would understand, I was just a kid. It was just a little while ago, I was a teenager. And uh, was 17 when I trusted Christ as Savior. And then at 19, almost 20, that seems crazy now, and all the kids that are 17 to 20, put your ears in your ears. Put your fingers in your ears. Don't put your ears in your fingers, but do, do that because I don't want you to hear this. We were 19 years old when we got married. That's crazy. Back then it was different. You ever heard that one? It was different back then. But uh, boy, the years have gone by. We were newlyweds, come to this church. 40 years ago, we were expecting our first child. Stephen's back there. He's going to be 40 in February. I'm not old enough to have a 40-year-old son. And that's just around the corner. <clears throat> I was going into the ministry in 1978, called to preach. Pastoring my first church. I was 22 years old, raising a family. And then we went to Indiana and started a new church in 1985. Came back to Michigan in 1991. Been here ever since. Then we were watching our eldest son go out, have his first graduation. You remember that, Tom, the first one to graduate from high school. Then going off to college. Then we were planning a wedding. Uh, looks like Brad's choice will take a few more years, so no worry on that. Um, then all our kids went into adult years. And next thing you know, we're holding our first grandchild. And, uh, and then we had 12 of them in our house the other day and their families, and boy, what a nice time, but a crazy time it was. And uh, saying goodbye to people, mom, dad, going on to be with the Lord, the loss of more and more friends and brothers and sisters in Christ. And I just got here as pastor. Some of you just became a member of this church. Many of the leadership of our church are 20-plus years leading and helping. But it was just the other day you joined the church. Uh, some of you came out of the youth group, and now you're in leadership. And so time goes by so fast, doesn't it? And the same thing will happen in 2018, and before we know it, we're looking at April with its showers, and then we'll look at Mayflowers, and 
when we get into the month of May, summer will hit us before we know it. June, July, another tent meeting will come and go. Vacation Bible School will do that in August, and then the leaves will begin to drop in September. And then we have Mission Conference, and then we have Cider and donuts and hay rides and mission conference. And it's Christmas again. You didn't realize that was going to happen that fast, did you? But it will. In 2018, it'll go by. And my thought this afternoon is looking at these time elements in the Bible is you can't stop those clocks. Now, some of them are stopped right now because I didn't put a battery in them. But you've got to go along with the illustration, okay? <clears throat> time does not stop. No matter what you do, Years will pile up quicker than you can imagine. So I want you to listen to just a few thoughts from God's word about time. Our text is in a verse that tells us about what can happen in a year. It's Jeremiah the prophet. Therefore saith the Lord, behold, I will cast thee from off the face of the earth. This year thou shalt die, because thou hast taught rebellion against the Lord. Jeremiah is talking to another man about his sin. And in a year's time, God took his life. Jeremiah had a hard ministry, if you know the prophet. He was told to preach to a people that would not hear him, that would not listen to him, no matter how much he approached them. He was told on three different times not to even pray for God's people. I can't imagine being in the ministry and nothing ever happened, and God would say, don't even pray for these people. They're not going to listen to you. Ah, uh, boy. Sometimes I feel like that at times. But Jeremiah, of course, was known as the weeping prophet, I believe, because of that. God's people would not heed. They would not hear. They would not do what God asked of them. And so, But time passed, and sure enough, God fulfilled his word. I don't know if you have any goals for 2018. Maybe a determination to love God more. How about enjoy life as we ought to? Our, we better be thankful and, and, and appreciate time with our mates and our children and our family. Cherish friendships. Achieve much for the glory of God. As I said just a little while ago, I really want to see us get that building because building means growth. Building means future of this ministry. And I want to see God do it for us. Uh, these are some goals that we onward look to. Before we know it, these years can pile up into a lifetime. So the next is not the year, but also God breaks it down lower. Go to Exodus chapter 12, and we see that God mentions in Exodus chapter 12, in verse 2, a month. Now, a month may seem like a long time, but let's say it's a family vacation for a month. That seems like, oh, that's wonderful. That'd be great, a month. I've never had a month vacation, someone would say, but... Trust me, it will go by fast. A month can be kind of, it can, it can kind of drag depending on what you got to do. Maybe you have to work a month of overtime every night. I just talked to Matt Lutton. He called me. He said, Pastor, he said, I'm just calling. I love you, and I want to be at church, but I've been working 12-hour shifts. And he said, this, the weekend they gave off, I got sick. He said, I'm laying in bed right now talking to you. And I, I said, well, brother... We miss you, but we understand you're working on Sundays. And, but, you know, month goes by so slowly sometimes. But in Exodus 12 and verse 2, the Bible says in verse 1, 
And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the month in, in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year unto you. And of course, this is Nisan, which is in the Hebrew calendar, January. It shall be a beginning of months. And then you look at the circumstances of that month. Now, again, a month can be a long time. The, uh, the last month of a woman expecting a child. The other months go pretty good, but they get to that last month, it seems like forever. And all God's women, I thought, none of us men can say anything about that. But waiting for someone dear to you to come home after a long absence. How about the next time you can get away? We just had, it was blessing, but we hadn't been together in five Christmases. And boy, it seemed like forever for us to see that come, and it happened. And, uh, but it went by so fast. Joseph made it happen because he just wanted family home, and so he did what he could to help, and we're so glad that we did. And by the way, pray for him. He got a call, some of the deacons know this, a couple days ago that they had a kidney for him, and we all got excited, and then they called and said it wasn't good again. So continue to pray, but, uh, you know, that's what we're doing, waiting. You know, and it seems like forever, but it really isn't. The Bible says our light affliction. Afflictions are what for a moment. We'll talk about that. We think like it's a long time, but in the mind of God, it's not. He's in control. Amen? Uh, for a student to anticipate graduation to finally arrive seems like forever. I was talking to Hannah, and I said, you're going to finish up, and you'll have your second year in. Before you know it, they'll be graduating. And then moving on from there. It don't feel that way now, but it actually will. Uh, anxious about a surgery date coming to pass. All these things. Uh, an engaged couple for their final wedding day. It seems like forever for something like that to happen. I meant, uh, Dave's laughing over there, but they waited for how many years to have children? Ten? How many? Fourteen. Boy, they waited and didn't think it ever happened, and now they got three beautiful boys. And uh, you see, it's on our perspective. A month doesn't seem like long, and then at times a month seems a long time. But most of the time it goes by in a flash. Then look at Proverbs 27, verse 1. There's another reference to time. In Proverbs 27, verse 1, it says, Boast not thyself for tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. The breakdown, God says, and now think about tomorrow. You know, some of you have an idea what you're going to do tomorrow. You're, you know, tomorrow is New Year's Day, right? And uh, I know a few fellows are going to be watching the Georgia game. What time is that, Titus? Five o'clock. And it, it'll be a long day tomorrow for Titus to wait till five o'clock. He's excited. His team's in the finals. And so tomorrow you got plans. You're going to be see your family. You're going to watch football. Whatever you're going to do, it'll be tomorrow. But the Bible says, boast not thyself of tomorrow. For thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. Um, Tomorrow I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Tomorrow I'm going to fix that, I'm going to call so-and-so. You ever have somebody come on your mind and you say, you know, I'm going to call them, and then you meant to, but you didn't get that call made, right? That's life. I'm going to finish that project, I'm going to pay so-and-so. Hey, listen, go make a visit now. Uh, try to make it a priority. Don't wait too long, because you don't know what tomorrow may bring. The Bible warns this. James says in 4.13, Go now, ye that say, today or tomorrow, we will go to such a city and continue there a year, buy and sell and get gain. James 4.14 says, Whereas you know not what you shall be on the morrow, 
For what is your life, even as a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away? For you ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. But now you rejoice in your boasting, verse 16. All such rejoicing is evil. So go ahead and think about tomorrow, plan for tomorrow. But we don't know what tomorrow may bring forth and that God is breaking this down for us. He says in Hebrews chapter uh, 3, the, uh, the apostle writes, Hebrews 3, verse 7 and 8, he says, uh, Where is, as the Holy Ghost saith, today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, in the day of temptation in the wilderness. The next breakdown is today. What, what, have, what have you done today? Well, I went to church. We had lunch. had a second service. There's still some a day left, right? But today's, tomorrow's, he says, today, if you will hear his voice. Are you listening to the voice of God today? Are you expecting God to speak to you today? Oh, he can get our attention, right? Today, harden not your heart. This word harden is an interesting word. All these Bible words, are, I say that too much, but they're just, they're precious. This word hard not means hard or resolute, calloused or tough. You know, I don't want to have a hard heart toward God or others. And there may be something you need to do today to correct some things, some relationships. If God is dealing with you about something, listen to him. Obey his voice, he says. Yield to him. You may not get another today. Amen. In 2018, you and I may be in eternity. In 2018... Listen, we don't like to think about death, but let's put, set that aside. This could be the year the Lord comes. That's exciting. 2018. I'm for that. Amen? I really am. Years ago, I used to think, oh, I got so many other things I want to do. But I'm look, come on, Lord. It's okay. I'm ready now. So many. Maybe there's somebody you're trying to reach. You better get at it because they may not be here. Eternity is a long time. We need to pray harder. We need to plead with them. Amen. And present the gospel. When's the last time you talked to somebody that you care about? A neighbor, a friend, a relative, about Jesus, about their soul, their ever-living soul. You better get at it and do it today. The leadings, the promptings, the inklings of the Lord may soon pass. Today it's time to say, I love you. Today it's time to say, yes, God. How about this one? Today, maybe some of you need to say, I'm sorry to somebody you hurt. Today, how's this one? I forgive you. I know so many Christians that hang on to things, hurts and offenses. And today's the day to say, hey, I forgive you and move on. Maybe someone in here. Hmm. Proverbs 27, 1 again, Most not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. Here's another breakdown. I'm almost done. John chapter 5 and verse 25. How about an hour? Not very long, is it? Verily, verily, Jesus said, I said unto you, an hour is coming, and now is, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they shall, and they that hear shall live. 
an hour. That's not much. Now look at those clocks. <clears throat> See Gene's clock, beautiful clock. When was that built, Gene? 1878. That's been around a while. <clears throat> so parents, watch your children on that clock, please. Okay. But take a look at that clock. If we watch it longer, you'll see the, the hands of the clock move. Right now, it looks like they're not moving, but just in a few, they're going to be moving. That pendulum is not stopping. It continues to swing. The arms ever move forward, and time is, is never steady. Amen? Now, I never know who might be in the service, so I wrote this down. If you're lost here in this service today, whether you be a child or you be an adult, please repent and receive Jesus Christ as your Savior and know it, because you don't know what a day or even an hour may bring forth. It wasn't too many months ago, maybe just a few years ago, that remember that uh, we had a man pass away in our service. And a uh, good man, godly man, Sister Martin's father. And we had four nurses on every, that was so something, four nurses here in that service that tried to help him, but he was gone before anybody could help him. Again, an hour may seem like an hour, but it's really not. One year, one month, one day, one hour, just any minute, life could be over. My last thought as I'm concluding, the moment is mentioned in the Bible. John 20 and verse 5, or Job, excuse me, 20 and verse 5 says that the triumphing of the wicked is short and the joy of the hypocrite is but for a moment. We had an encouraging verse in 2 Corinthians 4, 17, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding eternal weight of glory. Whatever we're going through, it may seem long, even illnesses and situations and problems may seem like they're for on and on and on, but they're really in the mind of God just for a moment, a moment. In the light of eternity, you've got to think about a moment. I'm thinking back when I mentioned I got saved, you know, it just took a moment. What's the songwriter say? Like, uh, like uh, sparks of smitten steel. That's how quick salvation reached me. Thank God, I know it's real moment. If you're lost, you can be saved in, in a moment. And it'll last for all eternity. Just a moment. Again, in the twinkling of an eye, Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 15, 52, but before that he says, in a moment. In a twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trump shall sound, the dead shall rise incorruptible, and we shall be changed. That's just around the corner. Hooray for the rapture. The plucking away, amen? The, the snatching away, the catching away. It's 2 o'clock. I didn't do it. You're right, Rick. But I'm close. I'm close. Hang on. Man, that woke you up. For the most important thing. And here's the last point. 2 Corinthians 6, 2. The Bible has said what a moment and an hour. And uh, we have these time elements. Tomorrow, today. Here's a, how about now? That's a point of time. Right now. At this very time. He says in 2 Corinthians 6, 2, For he saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted in the day of salvation. Have I succored thee? Behold, now is the accepted time. Now 
is the day of salvation. Again, there may be somebody here, a child, a teen, an adult, a visitor, that you're not saved. Now is the day of salvation. Jesus said in John 5, verse 25, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming, and now is. At this moment, at this time, and if you're not saved, as we close the service, this can be the day of your soul's salvation. Or, I believe most are saved, but we don't know about everybody. But for all the rest of us, it's time for rededication now. As I said this morning, we're ending up this day, and tomorrow it'll be a new year. What are we going to do with it? Are we going to be more committed to Christ than we've ever been? I hope so. As we close the service this morning, or this afternoon. Remember this, boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. So are you saved? Are your loved ones in? Here's one. Are you right with God? I mean really right with the Lord? Are you in God's will for your life? What goals are you striving for in 2018? What will be tomorrow? What's tomorrow hold? Only God knows. My favorite song, I don't know about tomorrow, I just live from day to day. That's so real. Amen? Now these clocks again, they look like they're moving slowly, but here's one thing about time. You can't stop it. It's going to move on. With you or without you. It's going to move on. So we need to think of these things. Now I said this morning I want to do this. I want us all to get... Uh, around the building, we'll start to the back. Wherever you're at, we'll go in this circle here up to the pulpit. I want us to, if you please stand, and let's all get together in a big circle. We're going to pray in uh, the new year early. Now, if you don't want it, you say, Preacher, we do that at midnight. If you want to stay around till midnight, we will. I, but just, just work with me here. We want to pray and ask God to bless the coming new year. And you might have to spread out a little bit, but... Uh, Try to fill in the gaps, and don't worry that you're holding somebody's hand. Uh, all right, spread out. Make sure it's a complete circle, okay? So spread out so you meet the other end down there, okay? If you don't, Brother Steve and Brother Gordon are going to feel like you don't like them. So spread out, spread out. Make that thing a circle. Make that thing a circle. I want us to pray, and I want us to pray for God's will, God's blessing. I want Parkview to be prosperous this year as pastor. I want us to reach our goal. I want to see God do something real big, and we can see something achieved for his glory and for the future of this ministry. So before we say Happy New Year to each other and go our separate ways, I want to pray. I want to have two men pray. I want, to, I want Brother Paul Meyer, one of our new deacons, and Jason, one of our new deacons, to pray for us. And we'll pray with them. And uh, let's see. Paul, are you the closest? Let's see. Ben, will you run this over to Brother Paul for me?